0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1030. People
1: may hear your words, but they feel your attitude. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts.
0: Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, Automotive Enthusiasts, I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Darren Riard. Darren, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I have my five point sentence strapped, and I am ready. All right, cool, ready to go. Darren Riard is the founder and CEO of Cars of Carlisle Car Culture and Car Community. He's a podcaster with a focus on fostering a positive car community while celebrating car culture from the epicenter of the automotive swap meet world in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Darren has attended the Carlisle Car Show since the age of seven and grew up in an automotive enthusiast family, being a fourth-generation car net. He helped his father restore numerous automobiles, all the way from a Ford Model A to a 68 Ford Mustang. His ventures as a sidepreneur keep him busy, as does his day job as an IT manager. And speaking of Carlisle, Lance Miller, CEO of Carlisle Events, was a past guest. Here on Cars. Yeah, he knows Darren. Lance was guest number 120, and now we're up to guest number 1030. So I've talked to a few shows since Lance was on the show. I think I need to get him back on the show. So, Darren, I've told our listeners a little bit about you. Take a moment and share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles. Well,
1: thank you very much, Mark. It's an honor and
0: pleasure to be here.
1: As far as uh, career, I've been in the working world for about uh, 26 years and held various corporate positions for Fortune 500 companies. With that, I have grown my career and have enjoyed the the ride with that. All along, though, and as you mentioned, from the time I started coming down from upstate New York to Carlisle to haul fenders and Model A wheels and, and carburetors and everything, it's been, it's been a great ride. And I have always that thread that goes through my entire lifetime, no matter the white-collar job I may have, is always tinkering on a car or thinking about how to modify it, how to go fast, and just really having an enjoyment of all things automotive. And and that to me, I'm very much into cycling, trail running, downhill skiing, and, and love the adrenaline side of things. But when I have a, a friend that uh, took delivery of a Jaguar F-Type or whatever it might be, I can't help but Call that person and say, I have to go for a ride. What can we meet Saturday morning for coffee? So, for me, regardless of my position in life, it always comes back to the four wheeled objects.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited for you with this new venture with podcasting and, you know, finding out really how to wrap your passion for automobiles into a career move for you and something new and different. And, like I said, a sidepreneur, I have many people who've been on the show that have a different career that they do during the day, but they're trying to create something new during those extra hours. That they have in the day. So kudos to you for taking this launch. And as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that has a great meaning for you. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So Darren,
1: take the wheel. Okay. Well, Mark, I hope you don't mind. I'm a bit of a type A overachiever. I had three short quotes that I, to me, that are mantras that I live by. And I'll hit those quickly. I love but it. First and foremost, let's, we'll start with a, a car guy. We'll do someone that's not, and then we'll end with a car guy. The first one being Henry Ford, whether you can or you think you can't, you're right either way. And (laughs) for me, Henry had that. It's a matter of everything in life, whether it's running a a marathon, which I did one and thought that was enough, hung up my running shoes on that particular thing. But when you put your mind to it, it's about that attitude and that will. Mm -hmm. The other quote that I wanted to share was John C. Maxwell, and he said, people may hear your words, but they feel your attitude. To me, when I have some, someone say, you effervesce optimism, and you're very positive, and <laughs> you've got a great energy, I, that's always a high uh, compliment. But I also yeah. wanted to share that with you, Mark, that in listening to your shows and being a fan of cars, yeah, that excitement, that just that passion, it's undeniable. And I think that no matter what is said in those interviews, people can hear that this is truly a passion and a love of yours. And, and oh, I think yeah. that's what <laughs> resonates so well. Well, thank you. And then lastly... As promised, I'll end with another car guy quote that I've lived by in the way of a mantra, and that is Mister Evil Knievel Himself, the late, uh, the late great. And he had said, "If you fall during your life, it doesn't matter. You're never a failure as long as you try to get back up." And uh, for me, that's that's the case too. It's whether it be employees that have reported to me, what have you. We all make mistakes. Let's stand up. Let's brush our knees off, and let's uh, let's look forward and move ahead. And there's absolutely. not much that. The rearview mirror can only offer so much, but we need to look over the horizon and keep moving. That's
0: why the windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror. It's much more important. <laughs> exactly. I like that. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's for sure. Great quotes. All of those. I love those quotes. Henry Forge is my favorite. It always has been, and it's something that was shared with me when I was a kid from my dad. Is You know what? If you think you can't do this, you're right, so just give up. But you know what? If you think you can, let's take a shot, and it's okay to fail. So great quotes, awesome quotes, great for entrepreneurs or anybody in life, and I appreciate your kind words about my enthusiasm. Yeah, I'm a little bit crazy about cars, just a little bit. So Oh my goodness, just the way it goes. Well, let's go back in time here and talk about a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in
1: your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy? Great question. I, I would say that there was no one moment, and I, I considered this uh prior to tonight's interview, but I for me it's been as long as, of course, being a child of the seventies and eighties, seat belts and car seats and restraints were not exactly as enforced then as, as they are now. I can remember my parents always had some form of a Ford station wagon, whether it be a Fairmont or a Pinto wagon, including one with, uh, wood, pa- faux wood paneling. But whenever we began on a family trip, I would crawl and look over the, uh, the driver's seat or the two driver bucket seats, and talk to whoever, whichever parent was driving, my mother, my father. And I would watch them as they would get off an exit or they would use the turn signal and as they would shift and as they would adjust the climate control. I studied everything they did from the age of probably three or four to the point that I, I figured in my mind academically, I would know how to drive a vehicle by the age of five. I, I, I studied it so intently. And I guess a somewhat of a pivotal moment is I had a, a great aunt who owned a big property on private lake and there was a about a 2 mile long access road and around the age of 6 or 7 my father being it was private property uh let me when we would come to visit her we come through the get like the, the privacy gates and as soon as we were on private property he would let me Jump, jump around, get up on his oh, lap. Oh, cool. And he would do the pedals, and I would do everything else. And he would say, okay, uh, let's, let's pretend we're making a left turn. Let's pretend we're making a right turn. So from a very young age, sitting on my dad's lap, and he's, uh, he's a car guy through and through, he really he let me get the feeling of driving, Oh, ten 10 years before I really should have. So it, that's where it really started for me.
0: Oh, what fun. I love that. Well, you, you started doing that younger. My son, the first time he drive, drove a car was eight years old. Now, he did do the pedals, too, but we had to put pillows behind him so he could reach those pedals. <laughs> it was a little Volkswagen Beetle on a farm. But, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He thought that was just the coolest thing ever. He didn't want to get out of the seat. So very, very fun. Well, you know, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning. You talked about it when you mentioned your quotes, and that's failure. So I want you to go down the road and share with us a big challenge or a big failure that you face along the way. These are important because they teach us things, as we both talked about earlier. So, tell us how that particular experience helped you gain even more momentum in your life, in your career, in your business.
1: I can point that back to a very early age for the most part. And I wanted to give this answer, it had some thread of automotive uh, detail to it. When I was 15, my grandparents helped me subsidize, they helped subsidize and pay for and buy a 1968 Mustang. It was standard coupe, six cylinder inline six, 200 cubic inch, uh, sea foam, Ford Seafoam Green with the dark moss interior. I loved the car, sight unseen. And when I read about it and then I went to see it and had to have it, they helped me buy it. I then was the owner of a Mustang at the age of fifteen and spent the next eight to nine months before I was a licensed driver restoring it. Each weekend scrubbing the headliner it had been a smoker's car and swapping out parts, new chrome everywhere. And as I could afford it with my my part time jobs, I was I was restoring that car. When I was not even I was leaving football practice one summer during high school years, and I was taking a friend home on a road that I wasn't familiar with. And I came up over a crest and did not negotiate the right off camera turn well, and slid into another vehicle. Hey, no hey. one was hurt, but the uh, left left fender was. I wa- I remember watching it in slow motion crumble into the hood where I had the the Mustang in hood uh, turning indicators, and yeah. and all of it just I just watched it crumble and. Oh. When I got out, made sure that uh, the others were okay. And of course, it, the whole situation was under control. I just remember I got a ride back to my house. They towed the car and my father wasn't home from his job at IBM. And I was distraught uh, beyond, I couldn't be even consoled. My mother just yeah. said, I'm just glad you're okay. And yeah, and that might seem like a, in the better scheme of things in, in life and in careers, uh, we've all been through things far worse than that. But for me, Mark, that was... That was a point where up until then, I was a 16-year-old that was bigger than life, had the world by the tail, and I was invincible. And when I realized that I made a poor choice, that I didn't know the road, and I should have been going slower, and that uh, this baby of mine, my yeah. Mustang, <laughs> was in, in a hard hard way, it made me realize you need to, you need to tone it back. And I think yeah. I grew up quite a bit that day. Yeah,
0: no doubt you did. You know, and I... I know exactly what you're thinking because when you get a car as a kid and I had cars that I worked on as a kid and when something happens to them it's just like all that work I mean all that love all that and and it's just like that time when you accidentally rub a a wheel up against a curb and you hear it hit and you just go oh why did I do that I can't believe I just did that it's not even the cost it's just the fact that it happened that you just go please just take those last five seconds back, please. Right, right. You know, and most people go, well, what's just a car? You're okay. No big deal. But, um, yeah, it means a lot to us, but, you know, I'm glad you're okay. And and what a valuable lesson to learn at a young age, because a lot of people don't learn that hard lesson till later and heaven forbid people are injured uh, or worse. And that's an even harder story and lesson to learn. So, uh, I guess in a way, kudos to you for getting through that earlier in life Uh, so you could go on. Oh, my gosh, I could just I could hear the metal crunching as you were telling that story. (laughs) Oh, how sad. Well, let's shift gears and go to something a little more spectacular. Talk about a career aha moment in your life, a time when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate a new way for you. Tell us about yours.
1: Absolutely. It was just uh, this year when I, I met with a friend. I ran into him by happenstance here in, of course, the Northeast. We we were pummeled with our fair share of snow. And I was off uh, cleaning a car and he was going by and he stopped and said, Darren, hey, I haven't seen you in so long. How are you? A gentleman in front of that I had worked with years ago, I hadn't talked to him in a very long time. But my friend, Stephen, started telling me about what he was doing, that he has a podcast. He's doing a lot of uh, online selling and reselling, remarketing through Amazon and eBay and what have you, and we started to talk. And regardless of the snow coming down and how cold it was, I was just fascinated. I, tell me more, I want to understand this. I was a mass communications major in college, and, and this this resonates with me. I'm all about communications and being open and and people, people first and, and profit second and, and cars. And, but the car world, as you know better than anybody, is about the people. So I was just fascinated. And we talked for a good 15, 20 minutes. I asked if I could buy him coffee or breakfast. We made uh, plans to meet the following Friday and uh, the local diner. And before you knew it, he was telling me about all the things that uh, he does and how he does it. And he was saying, you know, there's, there's a real niche. Uh, We live in Carlisle. Somebody ought to be covering the car shows and the scene. And and the fact we have hundreds of thousands of people that come from truly all over the world, all continents Mm -hmm. uh, to this little town of 19,000 people in central Pennsylvania. And, I remember on the way to the office that day thinking, this is it. This is what I want to do. And <laughs> at that afternoon, I actually purchased five domain names. I began doing the research over lunch, and it just snowballed from there.
0: Wow. Wow! what a cool story. You know, the takeaway I get from this is relating and talking, communicating with other people and asking about uh-huh. what they're doing. And things come up. I mean, light bulbs start popping up. Opportunities start popping up. And the great thing about... The world today is I think people are a lot more transparent in business. They're a lot more willing to share what they're doing and how they're doing it and offer ideas and so forth. And what a lot of people, even young people, don't realize is, you know, when you ask a business person for help, most of the time they will offer you help. They'll give you a kind ear. They'll give you their advice, their direction. Seek out those mentors in your life because they are everywhere and most people are willing to help other people, because if there's one thing I've learned, and I've said this repeatedly here on Karja yeah, after a thousand and thirty guests, is we are at our best as human beings when we give back to others, and it really, absolutely, absolutely is true. So
1: awesome story, very cool. If I may, Mark, just in far as that giving, which I know that it's a big part of who you are. That gentleman is Steven Peterson, and he's uh, ecommercemomentum.com. If anyone's interested in that whole type of Amazon selling, have, he, he's been a great and continues to be a fantastic mentor to your exact point. He's willing to say, have you looked into this? Have you checked into this? What are you doing about this account? So I think it's so crucial that we, we surround ourselves with very positive, uh, productive people.
0: Absolutely. So great shout out to him. Great job. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time. You may have kind of already answered this question, and I always ask everybody for, about their first really special car. Obviously, that Mustang was that car. Uh, is that the one, or is there another car you might like to share a
1: special memory about? I would say that the, I think the 68 Mustang, because I, after that accident we talked about a few minutes ago, I did pour all of my energy and money into restoring it better than it was. Had been having some parts re and what have you, but then I started to buy all brand new of everything redid the dash, redid the carpeting, new headliner. And I actually restored it to better condition than previous to the accident. That would be a very special car. And I can tell you that what made me sell it is, and I know that's one of the questions we're getting to, but I can still remember I had to sell it during my college years. And I can see it in the back of the flatbed as it's going out the lane and up the road. And uh, that was really a special car, mainly because I felt my independence in that car. That Mustang, once that was restored, I got it my first year of college, I actually went to a small school, Randolph-Macon College, north of Richmond. And I was visiting a roommate friend one summer, and I decided uh, I was going to take the Mustang on it, my first road trip. That was the first time I had driven out of the state of Pennsylvania on my own. Drove that car when, and I was heading down I-95, and for whatever reason, the lights flickered and then went out. Oh. And I'm humming along at 60, 65. I remember turning the four ways on and trying to see the, the dashes in the road every so often. But had a lot of adventures with that car. Uh, good and no bad. Doubt. And I, I would say that that one has a special place in my heart. Sounds like a Christine moment. You know, the car was mad at you, so it
0: turned the lights off. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, yikes. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is that is that your seller's remorse story, that car going off on that flatbed? No. Bed?
1: No? No, actually, I, you would think maybe. But I really, the car that I think I, I miss quite a bit is a 1990, fob 9000 it was a five speed it had uh, it was a midnight blue over a camel leather it was not a quick car nor was it a fast car but it was big and solid and it was so comfortable it was a hatchback style it was my mother's of uh, swedish descent so i always liked having kind of a, something that not everybody had uh, a mark that wasn't uh, readily uh common or available and i, I just that car just spoke to me. It was sort of my personality. It mm. had sporty, yet with the hatchback, it had some utility. I could lay the seats down. I could put my drum kit, bikes, or whatever it might be in it. I just liked the fact that it could do it all and look pretty cool. Again, not fast. It was not one of those like to like kind of cars, but it was just it was just a solid, good car. Yeah,
0: uh, we all have a few of those. One, at least one, I hope. But sometimes a few that. Yeah, they just feel right. They just fit like a a nice glove or a good shoe. So nice, nice. Well, let's talk about what has you excited and fired up today. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about the Cars of Carlisle podcast, all the different new things that you're doing to kind of bring more car culture and life into your realm. So
1: uh, tell us what you're up to that has you excited. Well, thank you. I just started out. I actually incorporated in the month of March. And uh, with that, Cars of Carlisle is really meant to be all about inclusivity, involving everyone. Anyone that has a passion for cars, motorcycles, trucks, whatever it might be, as, uh, as you're very aware, Carlisle Events hosts nine local shows each year, and then they have others off-site. Also, a spring and a fall Carlisle auction. And for me, I've done everything from part-time driven cars up and over the, the auction block to uh, just being on the show field for hours and hours. To me, there's such an excitement when you see People from all over the world, from all walks of life, every background possible, and everyone is together. Even the Mopar guys are talking to the Ford guys, talking to the Chevy guys. And, and the fact that everybody can come together and enjoy this common passion, it's so important. With that, the aim of my business in Cars of Carlisle and the podcast is to have a weekly podcast whereby during the show season, we'll have a, a pre-show, I'll be on on the fairgrounds, going through, doing some interviews on the spot and and reporting back on some of the the great cars that went across the block and what have you, I'm friends with the logistics manager in the auction side of uh, the business at Carlisle Events, being able to bring some of that. I want to offer content that's of value, of interest, importance. And I want those that come to Carlisle to feel like it's their home away from home when they're not here. Maybe they only come for the spring show. Maybe they only come for the fall show, which is the biggest. Maybe they only come to the imports, so they, they, they come to uh, the Chrysler show, the Ford show. But I want them to feel when they're listening to the podcast throughout the year that they're connected in to that home away from home, that they're ready to get back to Carlisle and see what's new, and to be able to have some behind-the-scenes interviews with individuals like Chip Miller or Bill Miller, and to be able to help cross-promote but at the same time when the show season's over... I don't want to lose sight of the fact that in this area, there's a lot of great things happening. Hershey, Pennsylvania, for instance. We have, of course, the Antique Automobile Museum in Hershey, where there are a lot of car clubs and other fans throughout the area that just enjoy the passion of driving. Anything that supports what we all enjoy and love, that's what my podcast and business is about, is helping just to bring people together, inclusivity, and as you mentioned, part of my... Business line is just car culture, car community. It's about the people coming together.
0: Nice, nice. Well, it's very exciting for me to hear you finding a way to wrap this into your life and doing it through podcasting, which, of course, I'm embraced in uh, with what I've been doing for the last almost four, well, four years now. And uh, I'm really happy for you. Really excited for what you're doing. Can't wait to hear you launch this new show. And I love too. In fact, one of the things I think you're doing very successfully here is niching down That seems to be a very successful way to get into the podcast world is niche very tightly down, focus on one thing for a while, and then as you grow, you can expand. So I can see someday that uh, Darren would not only have Cars of Carlisle, but he'd be doing podcasts with other shows around the country and and around the world. So uh, we wish you the best success. That is very cool. Well, here's a very – you're welcome. Here's a very introspective question for you, Darren. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why?
1: That, I would say, an Ariel Adam V8. Oh, I think you're the and first Ariel we, Adam on the show. Oh, that's good. I, I haven't listened to all, all episodes, so I, I'm glad to know that I'm a, a trailblazer on that. Yeah. And why I would answer that, Mark, is what you see is what you get. I am a very open, honest, integrity is everything to me, and I want people to know that I'm, I'm raw and pure and just there are no fenders, there are no roof. There's no headliner. There's no doors, door handles. It's just basically a frame, four wheels, good brakes, and a great engine. And I'm I'm not the tallest man by stature, but I'm relatively strong. And I'd like to think of myself as, as just powerful, strong, open, honest. And that's what the Atom is. It's just an amazing car with an incredible 0 to 60 time great handling. It is probably more than most people would want to to handle. But (laughs) the essence of it, it is about the driving experience. It is not about burled maple dash and and certain things that are just so comfortable in the the best of leathers. It's just about getting in, strapping in and having a blast. And that's how I approach life is just enjoy every moment of it. And again, just being me, just raw, right out there for everyone to see.
0: Very cool. Great answer. Darren, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yow yeah sponsors. Hey, this is Mark Green. You know, I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school. That was way back in 1975. This month, I'm offering you, as a Cars yeah listener, a very special deal. Starting April 16th, 2018, through April 30th, 2018, you'll receive 10% off all NOAA fabric custom car covers and 10% off all Wolf Ready Fit semi custom covers. Simply use the code CARSHOP yeah, on checkout at covercraft.com. Dot com. No is the most popular outdoor fabric specially made by Kimberly Clark to protect your special vehicle. It provides maximum protection from the harmful UV rays of the sun, rain, dust, those nasty bird droppings, snow, dings, and it's breathable, and it's very soft on your paint. Wolf Ready Fit Semi Custom Covers are an economical option and provide indoor and outdoor protection for your special car. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me later, and your car will thank me too. That's Covercraft.com, and be sure to use the code CARSYA at checkout. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. Okay, Darren, we are back, and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the aerial Atom throttle. So here we go. <laughs> What's the best automotive advice
1: you've ever received? Well, that would come from my father, Rick Record, and that was never forget the total cost of ownership. And for me, whether you're buying a classic or a modern Marvel or whatever it might be, Think about what it's going to be every time it goes in for repairs, if you're going to pay for it, or, or if you're going to do the repairs or not, you're taking it get back into the manufacturer or dealer. And right down to even as a young guy, 17, 18, 19 years old, when I was buying, I, at one point under the age of 20, I think I owned four cars. And that's mm. not what an average college student should have, but I did. I They weren't amazing, but I had cars for different duties and different purposes. But every time I buy one, I would call my insurance agent. I was very familiar with them. They knew me by name. Yeah. Just looking at a particular car, what would that what, what would that do to my premium? And for mm-hmm. me, he gave me such great advice that that seeing that that car, thinking just just the sticker price and getting it out the door, you need to think about what it's going to mean to your wallet two years from now. And he oh, did yeah. a great job of helping me think think maturely for a young guy. And <laughs> I've been doing it ever since.
0: Well, with that many cars, you were on their wall of fame. They loved you. The <laughs> bell every time you called a special money bell That's would right. ring. So they That's thought right. it was cool, but. You know, it's very, very true, and it's great advice. And one of the things I've said, I used to race vintage cars, and I've always said, the cost of the car in racing is just the entry fee. The real numbers start to happen with the laps as they tick off. So, yeah, look at the whole price because it's, yeah, it can get a little crazy. Now, how about a personal habit? Could you share one that you think has contributed to your many successes?
1: For me, it's every morning, except Sundays, I take one day of the seven off. But as soon as I get out of bed, I Hit the floor, and I do three hundred pushups. Wow! it's for strength. it's to start my day on the right note. It gets me my energy up, my blood flowing, and then while I'm down there, I'll, I'll say a couple of prayers. I'll just be gracious or be grateful for what I have and sometimes write in a gratitude journal and just truly thank you know what I thank the Lord for what i have and 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 when I get up and I get showered dressed and out the door, I continue that success by being positive, smiling. And I will, I will strike up a conversation with anyone. I always try to leave every person, place, and thing, situation better than I found it, Mark. That was something my late grandmother, Millie, taught me. It could be a service staff member, it could be a toll booth taker, it could be anyone. I was just on traveling on business. I had to go into a gated business park and I, I shook hands with the gate agent or the gate guard, and we were taught, striking up a conversation. I just like to be around people, and I always put forth my best that smile ask about their day, that has just carried me through my life. And I, I plan to do it right until my last breath.
0: Uh, so so refreshing and so important. And another great lesson I've learned with all the guests I've had here is the attitude of gratitude is you really cannot be unhappy if you have gratitude. If you really stop and think about what you have in life, the things you don't have, the things you're worrying about really do evaporate. 300 push-ups, uh, you, know, you just put a dare in me here. I'm not sure I could pull off <laughs> That, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a shot tomorrow morning. See if I can All come right. anywhere close. At least I can start and start to work up That's to right. that goal. So it took a oh while my, to get there. So yeah, yeah my wife's gonna roll over and go, "What the heck are you doing down there? Get <laughs> off the floor! You're gonna hurt yourself." Now, do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Sure, I have. Just being an entrepreneur and entrepreneur starting out for me, I have used Fiverr, f i v e r r dot com, quite a mm-hmm. bit. Obviously a one man show and uh, I have a partner on the, on the podcast uh, with me, Holly, but we have to do our very best with what we can for trying to be cost effective. For me, from whether it's logo or graphical work or website work or whatever it might be, I have found that I can find freelance work through Fiverr and it's, it's been really rewarding in the sense of building relationships and friendships while also working through business challenges.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great resource for sure. Now I'm going to arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased. Who would that be?
1: That would be Chip Miller. Uh, And why I say that is I had worked for Carlisle events years ago and and had done a lot of publicity. I actually serve on the Chip Miller charitable foundation. And that's how I became to really know the Miller family. I of course came into meeting Lance and the others, uh, Judy, after, Chip's passing in uh, March of 2004, but just the the legacy that this fine man leaves, it, you can still you can still feel his spirit. Like when I was on the fairgrounds today, uh, you can feel it in the people, the employees. Especially the Corvette fans. He was Mr. Corvette. He was, uh, from what I understand in here, he could, he was just a walking encyclopedia of, of information. I'd want to have a, a, I'm not a big drinker, but I'd want to sit and, and uh, have a ginger ale with him and just say, tell me about, you know, you and Bill starting this off in 1974. We know, of course, the story of how they started that, but it took a lot of, uh, a lot of guts, a lot of uh, initiative oh, yeah. and the fact that he was truly the quintessential Person of the people. He, everyone knew him. He was gregarious and, and open with his time and his energy and his skills and his money. And he was just a fantastic human being. And uh, I'd, I'd sure like an hour just to, to sit and, and talk
0: with him. No doubt. And of course, uh, Lance has carried that torch on in a magnificent yeah. way as well. But uh, yeah, you picked a, a great human being. That's for sure. Somebody that the automotive world has missed dearly. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you
1: think our listeners would enjoy? I do, Mark. I think uh, one that really helped me realize that I wanted to be an entrepreneur for sure. I had always the interest in starting my own business. But what really put the pedal to the metal for me was a book by Steve Olsher, O-L-S-H-E-R. And Steve's book is What Is Your What? And it is about discovering that one thing, that one amazing thing that you were born to do. In that book, it's about uh, 200 pages. It's not a real long book, but it has elements in there where you can go through and take notes and, and you, you assess your life. You very introspective. You see where your skills are, what your strengths are, and what you want to accomplish. What, your, what do you want your legacy to be? A hundred years after you're gone, will people know that you were here and, and did you leave the world a little better place? And what is your what? to me, was a very instrumental. I read a lot. It was one of those instrumental uh, self-improvement books that distinct in the sense that I can do this, and it helped me create my own mission statement.
0: Ah, awesome. Yeah, great book. Absolutely fantastic book. I've shared that book with many people, and it does help you get another step down the road. And one of the things I've heard from a lot of people that have read it is it kind of just helped me define what I already knew, in a sense, Mm -hmm. but, but helped me really clarify it in a much better way. So Absolutely. Fantastic referral. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources that Darren's been so kind to share on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Darren reichert R-E-I-G-H-A-R-D is the spelling of his last name, or just Darren, and his page will pop right up with all these great resources. All right, Darren, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world to park in your garage, but it's the only car you can have, but you have to drive it, you have to enjoy it, can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with, but money today is not a concern. So what's it going to be, and more importantly, why?
1: Well, I'm not trying to uh, ingratiate with my my host, who is a Porsche gentleman. Yes, a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I know you are. Uh, Mine would be a 2015 Porsche 918 Spyder. (laughs) And I would have it in liquid metal chrome blue. And the reason I would pick that car, as we know, Porsche has done a phenomenal job of the fact that the styling is so timeless. And I want, since I'm going to be keeping this car all of my lifetime, I want it to look just as cool in my garage when I'm 80 years old as it does today. It's hybrid gas. It's a bit of the old technology bridging to the new technology. It, to me, it's almost the this segue of what was to what will be. And for me, it's it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal machine that I drive as often as I can on my Forza game, at least in a virtual setting. So it would be the 19, 918 Spider.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh man, what a car. I have not had the opportunity to drive, nor even ride in one of those yet. I got to find somebody who's got one that'll give me a ride, or maybe toss me the keys. Maybe someday I'll get that lucky. But Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what a very special car. And my listeners will know that uh, a couple months ago, I got to visit the Porsche Atlantic Center, Porsche Center there uh, with my good friend Ray Schaefer and the folks at Porsche and tour that facility. And I was just standing there thinking, man, it would be fun to jump in a 918 and go out on their track here and just, you know, spin the tires a little bit. All right, well, I'll get to work on that liquid metal chrome blue. I might have to drive it from Gig Harbor here down to Carlisle, but... You might have a few <laughs> bugs on the front, but I know how to clean bugs okay. off of cars. I'm real good at that. So, uh, okay. yeah, I'll make sure that when we get there we make it look real good and have some fun. What a great what a great choice. Awesome, awesome car. Well, Darren, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Porsche 918 Spyder?
1: Absolutely, Mark. As I would tell my corporate employees from years ago, I tell myself when I go through challenging or tough times, these words and, and these five words have helped me quite a bit. And that is grace is in the recovery. And that can be if you're a race car driver and uh, you oversteer and, and the rear end gets a little loose and, and you're starting to slide through the gravel or it can be anything if someone's going through a very difficult time in their life. It's sort of that Evel Knievel quote at the beginning of the show. We all fall. We all we are all fallible. But to me, the grace truly is in how you get yourself back up and you do better. That's how I like to lead my life, lead my life, and, and make it happen.
0: Oh, grace is in the recovery. First time I've heard those words on this show. I love that. I absolutely love that. It's it's. I'm gonna write that down so I can read that every day because. That is brilliant. Uh, did you
1: learn that from somebody? No, I, I actually came up with that one whenever I had uh, employees coming in my office that were beating themselves up over certain things. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I was gifted or graced with just the, the words coming out, but I, I would write it down and hand it to them. Just say, this is all you got to remember. Go ahead and get uh-huh. back out there. Let's Tomorrow's a new day. If I'm ever quoted for a, a good quote, I hope that one lands on my headstone or something. But to me, it's it's what I've been living by and it really works.
0: You know, what it brings to mind is uh, Tommy Kendall was my 500th guest, and he returned on my 1,000th mile marker show where he interviewed me. He was so kind to do that. And it reminds me of his saying, which I think is a, a one to put right next to yours, which I really love, and that is, you are perfect for this time. And the concept of that is that no matter what's going on in your life, you're the right person for that moment to either make it the best or get yourself out of that trouble, or fix what's wrong, or move forward with what's right. I think your saying and his saying, Tommy's saying, are absolutely spectacular to put together. I think they tie together very nicely, and they just kind of warm your heart on how to be better. So thank you for sharing a very, very wonderful quote with us. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and follow along with what you're doing?
1: Absolutely. They can always... uh Find Cars of Carlisle. I'm working on getting that on iTunes. Currently out on, on Podbean is carsofcarlisle.podbean.com. The website is uh, launching uh, this week. It's carsofcarlisle.com. Of course, I uh, drew Instagram and other mediums at Cars of Carlisle. And I certainly welcome any feedback. In fact, I, as I slowly build my followers and, and build my, my following, I want to be very accessible to everyone. So, to uh, future followers of Cars of Carlisle, uh, you can always reach out to me at Cars Carlisle at Outlook.com. I'm the one who gets those emails, and I would love to talk with you.
0: Absolutely. Well, listeners, I'll make sure you see all those links on Darren's show notes page on the Cars Guy yeah! website. Again, just type in Darren Reichard, R-E-I-G-H-A-R-D, into the search bar, and that page will pop up. Check out what this guy's up to. Uh, welcome you to the podcast world i can't wait for things to start flowing and working for you i know you're going to have great success darren absolutely and thanks for being so generous today with your time your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and my audience until you and i talk again i'll see you down the road thank you mark you're welcome you take care of your cars